Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I, X-Y-Z, A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, Randy Orton's biggest fan, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? Uh, I didn't know this. I didn't realize this day was going to come. Um, I really am Randy Orton's biggest fan right now. I cannot stop raving about the work that he's doing, though I could I could live without him punting Christian. Because that was a little was, terrifying for me. It was brutal. Um, it, was, but, it was awesome, but it was fucking yeah. brutal. And I, I think I tweeted this out yesterday during Raw. This is top three work for me when it comes to Randy Orton's career. And he has Ooh. a legendary career. The, this is 18 years. How yeah, well he's doing. It's, like, it's, it's just very incredible. Good. Considering last year he was fully coasting. And I thought like this is a, he was a waste of space, to be honest with you. And now he is making a name for himself again and really becoming the top draw in the company. And it's crazy. It's, uh, it's wild to think about. And I think he was super genuine when he, uh, looked up, called out edge and said, thank you. I think there's obviously, you know, him staying in character, uh, and you know, saying, I sent you home to your wife, tore, tore your tricep clean off the bone, all that stuff. I do think that there was some truth there that he was thanking his, his real life friend for bringing out, just a monster in him or the viper i guess you could say he brought the viper out the legend killer is back and this is the best the best uh character that he has legend killer i love it oh it's 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 so good uh another thing that's so good that we love is uh, our friends over at blue wire our podcast home uh we are also brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag okay hold on one second i we need to talk about bet online right now because oh, we this do. weekend I got myself into a little bit of trouble. But before the ad read, okay, I, I want to hear the this. ad read. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll jump into this now. Yeah, I found um, virtual blackjack on bet online oh, over the weekend, no. and I texted oh, you and yes, I texted our buddy Nick. That is right. Yeah, and I had just a roller coaster of a day uh, <laughs> playing blackjack to the point where my wife was like just giving me the death stare. Yeah, because I was gambling. Like I got down to. I, I lost all my money. So like, let's just cut to the chase here. I lost all my money. Yes. But at the very end, I was did. betting like 50 cents a hand and like getting pumped up that I was winning. Yeah. Naturally. So yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm still alive. And I was like getting all excited. And she's like, calm down. You're winning 50 cents. But uh, she didn't realize that the long game here that I was at one point down to $2, worked my way back up to $55 and then lost it all. Oh, well, see. Yeah. You need to stop. <laughs> At least you should have stopped when you were up. I don't know what you're doing, uh, but 
that is a that's a great <laughs> great plug for uh for bet online early early before the ad read by the way which uh, I'm just doing my part as a company man here yeah you are using all my money you need to be able to speak about the product that we promote you know you you don't want to talk about stuff you've never used so uh, shout out betonline.ag thanks for always sponsoring the show uh don't forget to subscribe to our show by the way wherever you download your podcasts and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please 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 rate us five stars on apple Podcasts. and if you're feeling spicy leave a review and if you're listening to us or want to listen to us on spotify hit us with that follow it's uh it's like twitter or instagram put that follow follow us us on twitter too because we have a pretty dope twitter account we Uh, do jay tell them about it where where can they find us you can follow us at Two Debronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and in the BR app. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss. And you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a red button right, right here. here. I figured it out. If you like looking at our... I'm on the same side every week, so it's right here. Yeah. If you like looking at our faces and, and that sweet Kofi Mania shirt that Ben has on right now, subscribe to our YouTube Res- channel. Respect to the um, champ. Yeah, and then you get to see my lovely bedroom um, and all its glory. So subscribe to that YouTube channel. Absolutely. All right. We um, we have a very, very special guest on today, which just, uh, just a heads up. We, I recorded this earlier today. Uh, and if you're listening, you're listening to a show that we dropped a day early because our, my conversation with Alex McCarthy of TalkSport was that good, Jay? You you had a previous engagement, so uh, which is totally cool. He he missed you though. You, you have a fellow Lakers fan, and Alex McCarthy across the pond, which is uh, gotta a, love it. I know a man after your own heart. He was also wearing an Allen Iverson jersey, uh, during the during the interview, which was just an excellent excellent choice for for doing a podcast, any type of podcast interview, but especially our show. Um, Allen Iverson can do no wrong in you know in my eyes probably except not for me. the step over that's the only thing I don't um, like Allen Iverson about but well Iverson is you might be a little conflicted legend. if it was another team I think you would have loved every second of that oh yeah I would have like had that poster on my wall if it was any other team than the Lakers absolutely iconic moment so it's Ty it's, Lue, that that's like up there with his championship like Ty Lue is a championship <laughs> winning coach and the step over is just like on on par with it it's right there yeah um but before we throw to our good friend alex mccarthy of talk sport let's let's talk about our our friends over at betonline.ag let's pay those bills jay go ahead yeah there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners betonline.ag sports are slowly making their way back and betonline is leading the way with with the best odds and lines for all ufc nascar boxing and soccer matches Premier League is back today if you're listening listening to this on Wednesday. So hit up betonline.ag to bet on the Premier League. Uh, and if you are if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, as we talked about earlier, poker Trouble. tournaments, Trouble. and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, enough introductory banter that we uh, that we do every week. It's, it's time to go 
to uh, our special guest, Alex McCarthy. And he is, of course, the main event. And for this week's main event, we'd like to welcome back a great friend of the show and a friend to all of you if you follow his wrestling coverage on TalkSport. If you don't follow his wrestling coverage on TalkSport, not only are you missing out on a great friendship and fantastic coverage of everything professional wrestling, you are also a big jabroni. To further prove my point, here's a quick rundown of people he's talked to recently. Brody Lee, Mandy Rose, the newly returned Christian, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, John Moxley, and Drew McIntyre. Go check those out on his YouTube channel if you haven't already. He is on my current Mount Rushmore of wrestling media personalities and just a shade below the rock on my Mount Rushmore of wrestling <laughs> overall. Please welcome to the show, the legend himself, Talk Sports, Alex McCarthy. Alex, welcome back to Two Jabronis of the Wrestling Podcast. Brother, what an intro. What an intro, man. You, you fit the rock in. You've got my plugs. You've got it all. You've you know, got it all. I, I'm, I'm trying to learn something, you know, <laughs> in this whole <laughs> podcast thing. I've been, uh, been, you've been locked up in the house. So all I've been doing is practicing my guest intros uh, just to in random. Yeah, yeah, in the mirror to, to my wife and my daughter who are sick of me. <laughs> so, uh, but again, thank, thank you so much for, for coming on. How's, how's everything going with you? And how are you holding up in this? quarantine era of life and wrestling yeah i mean for you man i'll always come on you know the deal <laughs> i appreciate um, that man um yeah i'm very um it, i'm like that we were just discussing before we come on air right it's been a sucky time for like a lot of people yeah and um i've been kind of fortunate in a lot of way obviously that wrestling is one of the only things that hasn't subsided right um so for me i've i've stayed busy and yeah. you know the interviews have kept rolling in you know, on top of the names that you just rattled off, I think uh, things I'm putting up on my YouTube channel in the coming weeks include uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh, there we go. Um, who did I speak to last week, man? They all meshed together. Um, that's going to bug me. This, this so just proves couple... my point of your greatness, though. It's just there's so many <laughs> that, you know, you just got to everyone stay tuned. He's going to drop them and you're going to be. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been great, man. I've been talking to a lot of people lately and interviews have been flying thick and fast i mean even last week times that do come to mind uh, i've just been on conference schools of like Shawn michaels and drew mcintyre right that was cool oh, yeah drew is a guy that i have quite an open dialogue with anyway um, yeah because he's just that's one thing i'd say for anyone who doesn't really realize in the states that like with with a lot of us uk journalists he's just super open and cool like right you shoot him a message anytime and he always hits you back so um that's awesome pretty cool to think the wwe champion will do that really <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, man, uh, it, yeah, it's just been great. I've had a, a great run of interviews. And although, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's not the greatest time to brag. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a, you know, a sucky time. But, but for me, like in my, sh in my radio show too, it's just been really cool. Um, the only thing last week, so I was on a call with Randy Orton and I didn't actually get to speak to him. You may have seen me being very upset about this <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Because I'd never had the chance, right? Um, so that that kind of sucked. But um, I think we're going to try and get it going again with WWE. But I did speak to—I've just looked up now because I couldn't help myself. Yeah, uh, I did Nia Jax, and I did speak oh, to excellent. Uh, Mick Foley, which was another kind of um, career highlight one. I'd never wow, never Holy. dug that out. Uh, so that was really cool. Man, that's again. Just if you haven't subscribed to his YouTube channel, please do that now. P hit pause on this podcast and go go do that. <laughs> But, uh, or hit me on Twitter, man. I, I love engaging with good fans. Absolutely. That, follow that's on one of my favorite things. Absolutely. I, I, so I've got, speaking of Twitter, I got to take a second here and put you over because I just <laughs> noticed 
that you have over 10,000 followers on Twitter it's grown now. since we last spoke, right? Right. So I remember when I first followed you, and this is before you were on the show the first time, I want to say, I think I just followed you when you're like right under 1,000 followers. So to, to literally have mm. 10 times that amount now is an incredible feat. So congratulations. It's very, Thank very well-deserved. As I mentioned earlier, your coverage is absolutely fantastic. I, I feel like one of those indie wrestling fans who like watched you in, in a smaller arena and now you're main eventing <laughs> WrestleMania, you know, it's, uh, yeah, did yeah. you ever have those moments sitting there thinking, man, people really want to hear or read what I had to say? Cause I have those moments all the time on obviously a much smaller scale than you. I can only no. imagine what it must be like to just kind of be at that level now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I guess it's still a climb. Like you look at other people, like, um, I think Sean Rossap is kind of over Sean's 50 great. and right. You know, Ryan's over 75 maybe something yeah. like that so um you know it's still kind of humble beginnings but for a, a uk wrestling journalist for sure it's a a real nice um kind of acknowledgement that you're doing some right things and you know not only you know i obviously take great pride and in, in integrity in my coverage but i like to be a fan too and you know oh, absolutely about what's what's going on and uh i, I try and give people a, a little bit of everything i guess um you know when i think when you were when we first started engaging was kind of shortly after maybe my triple H interview. Yes. And that was, um, so I basically had to start my Twitter account again because it just, it just, um, I had like a fairly decent, maybe four, three, 4,000. And then it just went weird and I couldn't follow anyone and no one was following me and it just like locked out. Don't know why. Oh no. Um, And I contacted Twitter so much and I was like, oh man, can we just get this fixed? And it just didn't work. So I think February, 2019, I started again. Right. So this this account's only like maybe eighteen months old, and uh, I was like, "Look, I'm just gonna, you know." And before that, I'd I'd done lots of different things with my account. That's another thing about social media, right? Like, it's hard to command an audience if you're trying to be everything, right? Like, I'd be tw- I'd be tweeting about you know, we talking about basketball. Or I'd be tweeting about football or uh, UFC. Where I kind of now I kind of centralize it. And I'm like, you know, this is a wrestling hub. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. But that Triple H interview is where it really jumped off. Well, I think I gained about 2,000 followers in like two days with like wow. people, people jumping on that. And then, you know, it just it just kind of carries on. I feel like I'm very consistent. Like I'm always churning out stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of always gives you the little bumps, I guess. No, no, totally. I, and I guess one litmus test uh, for if, you know, if once you've made it is the amount of trolley responses you get and the weirdos that are just like sliding in the DMs. Do you, uh, oh. are those types of messages in the mix now or are you yeah, still? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Listen, I mean, I, I'm um, another thing, big proponent for is, uh, so my, my partner has battled depression and, you know, she has mental health issues and uh, we've been battling them together. Obviously right by her side, we've got right. children. She's had them before we even had kids. So five years or so. Um, so it's very kind of close to my heart that if anyone ever needs to reach out or want to have, you know, it's just someone to talk to. It might not mean anything, but it might mean everything. You never know. Yeah. So um, I leave I leave my DMs open for that purpose, and I sporadically let people know it's fine. You know, you, you ever want to talk, inbox me. Of course, there are people that just take advantage of that, and they're like, oh, so you know, or whatever. They drop you weird messages like, you know, I've had loads of people who just like want my number. They're like, we can just be friends, and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> That, you, know, you shouldn't have to ask. See, if you have to ask to be friends, then you're not friends. Like, yeah. That's weird. Um, it's not kindergarten you know, anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, we, we would we would exchange numbers if we were going to do something or whatever. But, you know, if you have to say, please give me a number, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it was just, yeah, you get things like that all the time. Um, and as far as trolls go, I mean, the, I think the main one I get 
is being a WWE shill. That's a uh, for some reason that's a like a a common term these days. Ryan Satin gets it all the time yeah. too. Um, and it's like I don't mind that much. It, it did bother me at first, to be honest. Like when you when the first two conversations you get it, I think what, but. The more I realise that I'm just an upbeat kind of positive wrestling fan anyway. That's the way I like to, you know, I, I, it'd be weird to give so much energy to something and hate it or like, or want to break it down all the time. That's weird to me. Um, so I like to try and see the positive sides and support the people in the industry that I love. Um, and I, I, I've just come to accept that I don't really care if people want to make me a shit out of that. I, I give the exact same uh praise and attention to AEW like you know and, and all the good things that they do and cover their events with the right. same sort of metic- meticulous nature and whatnot. Um you know so it, it's it's cool. You know like even Tony Khan it was very cool that we had a bit of a dialogue and he let me break the story that Fighter Fest was going to be in the UK. So I don't really I I think people just have to understand sometimes and I'm sure you'll be able to relate to this in your previous lines of work. Whether people like it, whether people like it or not, WWE is the biggest player in town, right? right? So as far as my job goes, it's going to get the most clicks and traction. Therefore, it's going to get most of my attention. Like, I don't think that's any shame in a journalist saying that. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, but I, like I said, a big fan of AW too and what they do, and I do watch New Japan when it comes to G ones and um, right, you know, the Wrestle Kingdom when it comes around and stuff. It's just my bread and butter would be WWE and AEW, I guess. So, no, yeah, I don't we, know. we we get that too. That the one one star review that we have on this podcast, which I will never let go, is they <laughs> they said they basically called us WWE shills. And if anything, Jeremy and I probably we take our fair amount of pot shots at WWE because like sometimes mm-hmm. the product just it's not it hasn't lived up to the standards that we have set, which maybe too high sometimes but like we're critical when we need to be critical we praise when we need to praise so th- it, that's just people i guess is just they yeah, hear what they want to hear that's what i mean and, and, and it's like when, when you do criticize it and then you're inevitably you like you can't satisfy everyone right, right. so there's going to be people when your comments going well that's a bit of a weird shock to take away like, like last night i was like the precious peach is a bit of a whack nickname like for, for mandy rose yeah like i've never heard of a serious contender being referred to as the precious peach right that's, like what What's what is the connotation involved there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine for Otis to say it. I'm not saying that you know anything against that. It's just don't bill her as that, right? <laughs> come on. Uh, and then there's people going, well, you know, Otis. I was like, come on. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's always going to be someone saying something. But I think that's one of the lessons that I've learned with social media. Really, um, I'm going to emit hopefully good energy and positive stuff, um, and give people uh, mildly expert opinions. Where, where I can, but you know, hopefully you attract the people for the energy that you give off. That's what I hope. No, totally, and that's the, that's one of the things I love about your coverage too. Is just you 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 get the sense that you're also a fan, which we all are, right? Whether we are kind of doing this, we have this avenue or, or this platform to to break it down. Like we all started loving this, basically this universe that just kind of removed us from the regular world. And you, so, and you like other sport, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. What other, what other sports you do? You're you're wearing an Allen Iverson jersey, which I commented on when we first hopped on. Uh-huh. The NBA is 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 that's my bread and butter. That's like what I grew up watching. Uh, so that that came before WWE, <laughs> like when I was well, a yeah. kid. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying about that, so the same with football here. You know, even to keep it with 
you know, NBA, if, if Wodge was like, I'm a big Sixers guy, like, you, do you know what I mean? It's, right. it's not the same. But for some reason, for journalists, they, for, it's been that way in most sports, but for their integrity's sake, they're just very vanilla, yep. down the middle, straight yep. characters who just basically present the news. But in wrestling, it's kind of different because, you know, it is different. It's not a sport, um, per se, yep. like, like the rest of them. So um, I feel like it's fine to kind of infuse your personality and your passion into the business that way because um, it is different. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's what makes you still good at your job is you're, just, you're still a fan. You haven't removed that part of, of that. I, I hate to interrupt. Who do you support in the NBA? I'm a Warriors fan. Uh, oh, man. I'm Lakers. Or... Oh, that's okay. You're, you're from overseas. I can, <laughs> I can, I can forgive that. Yeah, no, I, I, I live in the Bay Area. So uh, just kind of had to watch not had to, but, you know, watching their rise uh, from kind of a bottom feeder team yeah. to uh, to where they are. I mean, they were another bottom feeder team this year. Where they but, were, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it was the reverse. Right. I was like, ah, oh, I grew up on Kobe. And then, okay, we've got LeBron now and AD, but like the five, six years before that, man, was, was terrible. Like, I'm sitting there thinking, what's going on? We, we, um, Jeremy couldn't be here today, but we got to get you two. He's a, he's a massive Lakers fan. He, he, grew, oh, he cool. grew up in SoCal. So you guys will have, uh, a lot of great conversations about the that. Lakers. was my first job in the industry was an NBA writer. Plus, really? Oh, yeah. That's the awesome. company I worked for had a, um, they were the, basically the official UK partner of the NBA and they were looking for staff writers and there I had. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Well, if 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 this NBA season does happen, I think your uh, your squad's got a little a legitimate shot at another title. So crossing yeah, my fingers I... for you. Um, just uh, you know, so 2020 as a whole uh, has been really bizarre year to uh, to put it lightly. Uh, where did you rank Randy Orton becoming the best thing going on in WWE on your oh, list of man. things that were likely to happen? Listen, I'm uh, I'm one of the few people that have always kind of. Um, been a proponent of Randy Orton. I, I love him. I, I think I, I get it that like his wrestling style for a lot of people in 2020 is maybe not as exciting, right? Sure. There's a lot of, you know, I, I can imagine you watching an AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan at breakneck pace, you know, that, wow, the match they had at SmackDown wow. was amazing. Incredible. But, and and um, Orton's more meticulous and he's more about his expressions and the story that he's telling in the match. And that's the other thing. When you say, stories told in wrestling i think a lot of fans um or people in general kind of mistake what that means um and they'll be like oh he worked the leg okay yes that's one part of how you might tell a story in a wrestling match but there's a lot about reactions and and the emotion and stuff that you emit that then sort of helps translate to the story they're trying to tell so i think orton is is so good at those things his timing yep. uh, he's just a joy if you if you know wrestling orton's a joy to watch um and I've always said, and I actually said it today on Twitter, him in that lunatic role is just so, so good. It's it always has been. Yeah. It always has been. When he was um, RKO yeah, and punting Stephanie McMahon back in the day and, and things, you know, I think about 2009, awesome. Awesome stuff. Yep. It really was. And um, I, I, it felt like for the past few years, maybe he's just drifted. I think especially from the Bray Wyatt storyline leading into Mania 33, to now, yeah. Save for maybe the Jeff Hardy Hell in a Cell deal, hard to kind of say what he's done. Right, like you, you'd be hard pressed to go. Yeah, he did this, this, and this. Do you know what I mean? He's, right, it's kind of it's passed people by. So I'm so happy that 
you can just tell that when he's in a role that he enjoys and cares about, he's so much better. Um, so yeah, man, I'm totally here for it. And I'm very interested to see what they do. I mean, I think logically it looks like Christian's going to factor into the story, but I'd like to see he's, he's the top heel and Drew's the top champ. That could be the deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's kind of climbed. I mean, you know, if there's a ladder, so to speak, he's, he's absolutely climbed to that point. And you're right. There's, there's probably going to be a Christian uh, match in there somewhere, which, which I'll get to in a little bit before we do. I I did want to touch on Orton and edge. Cause I mean, that was a, a fantastic match that they had at backlash. I'm just wondering, uh, have you heard if, if there was any other rationale other than needing to draw people to watch backlash behind labeling it the greatest wrestling match ever, because it was, it was a fantastic match. And, and I think without the label, people would have been raving about it much more than they are now. I mean, there's there's that praise that's out there, but it almost set a an impossible bar for those two guys mm-hmm. kind of from the get-go. Yeah, it was pretty unobtainable, really, to have, you know, even objectively speaking, to have the greatest wrestling match ever. What criteria? It, it's because it's such a, so, a slight, sorry, it's such a subjective sport yep. or, or industry it's very hard to say definitively what is the greatest ever because it's different interpretation for everyone. Having said that, I don't think anyone can really say it wasn't a great match. You know, it, right. man, it had a bit of everything and a bit of storytelling. The performances were great. Um, you know, I loved the whole finisher sequence and actually the commentators <laughs> did a great job of making it relevant because if I'd watched that and they hadn't really spelled it out for me, I don't know if it would have clicked for me. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I, that was cool. Um, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, what's, what's interesting is that Edge and Orton, neither of them wanted the tag. No, neither of them pitched that. Right? Yeah. Uh, Vincent Mann idea, him and Heyman come up with it at the time. And for them to execute it the way they did is pretty incredible. I think for WWE, they just want to monopolize. If you type in the greatest wrestling match ever on Google, there it is. You know, it's going to be, yeah, whether it is or not, yeah. there it is. Um, and I think as well, to draw viewers, I was interested just how they were going to do it. Are they going to, you know, WWE has this habit sometimes of promoting things that don't actually happen. Sure. And I thought there was, <laughs> it was going to be like a real swerve where maybe Orton just in his proper heel way would, would, you know, just put the, put the boots to the match and, and swerve it. But right. I'm glad that they actually did go for it. Um, and, and I think people were just interested to see if they could live up to it or not. And that was a draw with it within itself rather than, actually promising the greatest match ever it's like can it be right and that puts them under that pressure um the things i heard about it you know going into the match i knew the day of that edge well you may or may not have seen i I saw that that yeah i was told that edge had had torn his tricep um so I, i knew that i knew that news was coming um but I also had heard that the match was going to be great. So I was immediately kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I was looking for almost where Edge got injured, but it wasn't obvious to me. At I, the time. I was also looking at it really closely, trying, and I even watched it again. I just I couldn't pinpoint the exact time. I know that uh, I forgot where I read this. Uh, it might have been it was probably just, from you, but uh, it, that I think it was taped in two segments, the match. Yeah, and that he the, hurt himself the in the seconds, or yeah, two. So he hurt himself in the second part. Um, I, I just still couldn't pinpoint it, um, re watching um, it. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I, but yeah, I mean, it does suck. I mean, you've got to put yourself in Edge's mental space. You know, he's battled that hard to yeah. come back. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the, the source he told me, he was like, I mean, don't feel too sorry for him. He's getting probably like five mil a year and he's done 
you know, what, three matches. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, I mean, Mysterio sucks. And, you know, he wants to rewrite his story. Probably not going to see him till Rumble time now. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see where we get from there. So, so now, uh, you know, last night, Randy and Christian uh, faced off. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you tweeting a while back that you were a big Christian fan. And, and the reason big why Christian this fan. stands out to me is because I feel like despite the calls for him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, I'm, I was the only big Christian stan out there. Like I would, whenever yeah. a video game would come out, I would be Christian to kind of climb, climb his way yeah. to become WWE champion. Um, so you can imagine how excited I was that he was going to be back in, in that spot. Um, right. what do you, what are you hearing about his return? I mean, how, how regularly will he be on TV or, um, like is, is this kind of a replacement since edges injury has kind of, or took place? Like, how and is that interesting? Um, what's interesting is I spoke to Christian maybe a month ago. Right. Um, and he, he, I always said to him, you know, any, any desire to come back or at least, at least seek the relevant medical test to see if it's possible, you know, at least explore it. It was like, no, not really. I'm very happy with my career. Um, no desire to get back into it. Um, you know, I think the actual quote was no desire to dip my toe back in. And, and then I followed that question up with saying, but I thought it would have made the world of sense if he was involved in the build to Edge and Orton, which obviously, um, involved Beth Phoenix. Yep. And I was like, well, it would have been cool if it then went up a gear the next week with yourself. And he said again, well, there wasn't, because I can't physically get involved, we didn't really see, there wasn't anything for us to go on, so we didn't bother. I said, okay, well, fine. And then I get the message, uh, so actually, uh, to be f- fully transparent, the first thing I see about it is WrestleVotes. They tweet um, that there's going to be a surprise and they had some lyrics from his theme song on it. So immediately, of course, I reached out to people and I was like, "Great thing, yeah, yeah." Um, and then, uh, so the guy told me he full on told me the finish and everything. He was like, "You know, he's going to get low blow, then he's going to get punished." I was like, "Whoa!" Like Christian's going to get punished? What? Um, oh. You know, thinking from from no no contact to that. Uh, so I, I knew that that was going to go down, and and obviously, like I said, I tweeted out saying, "Sure, you know, you better tune in to, to catch it." Yep. From what I'm hearing. It's not a one and done, but I don't know if it's a full return either. So he got cleared enough to do what he did. Right. But it's not as if they wanted to do more and settled for that. That's just what they wanted for that night. So I think the aim moving forward will be that Christian has a match. And it kind of does further the story of Edge because I also believe the plan is to finish off what he started with Randy when he does get back. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I want Edge and Orton at Next Mania. Um, just because there's a litany of guys I'd love to see with Edge. That's got nothing to do with anything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing to do with Vaughton or, or Christian or anything. Um, I'd love to see Edge work a lot of different guys, but I do think, I don't think Christian's ever, he might come back and do uh, a few spots here or there. And it, of course the gimmick with Christian is one more match. So, yeah. you know, let's see. Uh, but the, all signs are pointing to that. Yes. That it was a better, essentially a taster. Well, well, it was it was it was a great taster. The the punt just sounded so brutal, and I know it's yeah. it's probably amplified a little bit because there's not as big of a crowd. Uh, but to watch him take it, knowing like I think also in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, this dude suffered from from concussions, and you know, kind of had a little bit of an injury exactly. history. So that probably added into the emotional aspect of it. But it was uh it was a fantastic way to at least sort of 
like as he kind of alluded to when he talked to you, dipped his toe back in the water. And this is a, yeah. that's a hell of a way to dip your toe back in. Yeah, exactly. And I love you said, you know, me and you are both big fans of him, but even in the segments and of you know as a worker, but even in the segments that he had last night on Raw, I just felt, you know, he the way, he's just such an entertaining person and he talks so well. Oh, even when him and Edge and Christian were first tag team around, you know, ninety nine oh one. Yeah. I always thought Christian was just so funny, like so entertaining. I, and even when they split and yeah. he was like doing his heel thing on Raw, I just loved him. I always thought he was underappreciated. And that's the thing, isn't it? You always gravitate to the guys who you think deserve more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the brood, from the brood days, he just kind of always stood out like, oh, he's mm. he's going to be, obviously Edge was, I think they well, talked. Edge is like 6'4". Right. You know, they, he, they, they talked about this on their podcast and they were doing it that, you know, Gangrel was kind of brought in to groom Edge to be like the next mm. guy. And Christian was just kind of along for the ride, and he kind of rose up with him. Um, but I'm I'm glad Christian's starting to get uh, his his due, basically. Um, yeah, I'm, do you know what? I'm glad that people were excited for him to return. It would have sucked yes. if it was just a bit like, uh, I'm glad that it was a big deal. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, of big deals, unfortunately, so last night it was uh, it was reported that there was a developmental talent who po- tested positive for for COVID nineteen, and they were present uh, at NXT's taping. I believe it was last Tuesday, the ninth. Uh, even worse, uh, some of the wrestlers and employees in WWE found out about it on social media, which is which is a huge, huge bummer. Uh, which, with what you know uh, about kind of how they've been treating the the virus in general, like, do you think they were treating this situation almost as inevitable and a uh, well cross that bridge when we get to it type situation? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's it's like people were saying that you know, they haven't tested anyone until today. Um, yeah. Or, you know, it's, they've kind of been getting by with temperature checks. And uh, Triple H talked about how they coated the performance center and the trucks in this special, uh, like, resistant thing that would kill the virus on site or any virus. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but that's what he said. Um, so they took as many precautions as they thought they could. And I think because nobody had popped a test that they just kind of thought, oh, well, this is going fine. And they probably thought they were going to get away with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can't just do temperature checks, really, because the symptoms sometimes for people don't even show for days. Right. Um, or, or at all, in some cases. So I think the fact that they weren't doing tests, you know, people like doing tests at every show, they should have done that, probably should have. Um, and the fact that they, all of a sudden, right, they needed to do tests. This is the thing. Triple H was like, you know, there's a lot of tests out there that aren't that accurate. That's true. Even here in the UK, my father-in-law got a test at his job that said he was positive. And then he went to a test, took a real test, not positive. So, you know, they, they say, you know, it's about 30% accurate, whatever. Right. So I understand the trepidation and probably money that comes along with that. But at the end of the day, there shouldn't be an expense. You shouldn't run the show if that's the case. Exactly. In my opinion. Yeah. So... The fact that they can all of a sudden somebody test positive, like, oh, actually we can test everyone. We do have the means to test them. That's kind of lame. They obviously could have done it all along. That's that's kind of annoying to me. Like you said, though, one of the worst things is letting everyone find out on social media. Oh. That should be, they should have the wrestlers fully informed, all the time, up to date, rules and regulations, you know, uh, dangers. These people have got families, man. That's you can't run it that way. Um, and, you know, I'm not a negative guy, but I felt the need to tweet those things earlier today, too. You know, not having masks in the audience, 
it's, again, you know, people are like, okay, well, you know, it would muffle them or they won't be able to be a real audience. Well, then I don't have an audience then. They're taking risks that aren't necessary at this point. Yeah. Uh, so let's just hope that all the tests today come back cool. Um, and then they know now, you know, they've learned lessons because again, this is a, a, pand- a pandemic is not something that m- most of us, I certainly haven't, have worked through in our lifetime. Yeah. So I guess, you know, hindsight is great and we should do everything to be safe. But as long as we learn lessons and hopefully no one gets hurt, I'm, I can't say more than that. No, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, so Raw has been happening. SmackDown's been happening. NXT. Uh, NXT UK has has not been happening. It's been on somewhat of a, uh, a hiatus. hiatus. Are, are you hearing anything about those shows starting back up soon? Or at yeah. the very least... A Walter appearance, maybe in NXT to uh, yeah, resume, resume yeah. that feud with Finn Balor. I mean, the travel restrictions are still kind of eh, yeah. So I think that's that's the problem. Um, I know Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn was right in the middle of getting his visa sorted out when all this happened, and he had to come back uh, and to England. And he's with his family. He's got a young family, right? He's got a child who's I think under two. Yeah. So um, it's affected all everyone in that regard. If I, in fact, the when the day before the travel restrictions came down, Drew was here in the UK doing media, and I was set to meet up and talk with him, and then they had to literally pull him out, and they were like, "Oh, because well, we, he has to be at Mania, right. I mean, He's the main, yeah. the main event." <laughs> so they they literally like flew him home straight away, and then sure as sure as sure as uh, sure as you can expect, the next day they were like, "Yep, all travel restrictions in place." So Jeez. I think um, as far as NXT UK goes. Obviously, the takeover, I think, is now in October. And that's their lead-in. They're hoping to run some shows before that. Yep. So they're looking at like late August, September. Um, but it's speculative at the moment. I don't have a destination. They cancelled the Glasgow tapings, which were going to be in July. Okay. So if there's the window is August, basically. Uh, and then, you know, a bit of September. That's what they need to get their tapings done. I don't think they'll do what NXT have done and used the British Performance Center, I don't think. Um, okay. Not ruling it out, right. but there's been, there's been no talk about it. At the moment, I know that, I've spoken to several of them, I know they're itching, and they're doing like online seminars together with various people around WWE, like Johnny Martin, etc. Um, but that's what they've got at the moment. So there's no movement at this second, but I know that they're itching, and I know Triple H is willing to make a move as soon as humanly possible. No, no, that that absolutely makes sense. Something I, I well, did... it is worth noting. Sorry on that, that the UK is gradually opening up. Right. Yeah, we um, we were talking about that before yeah. before we started recording. That you know that that is just happening over there. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm in California, and that's started just to happen here as well. So, um, I you know I guess it's it's as always with this. It's just a kind of a wait and see situation. Uh, something interesting you wrote uh, today was that uh, Vince is very, very high on, on Angel yes. Garza, even going so far as to compare him to a young Eddie Guerrero, which, wow, hu- huge, huge praise. Uh, I think I also yeah. think he's fantastic. Uh, easy easy to see why Vince is, has taken a liking to him. Um, I mean, do, do you think he's leapfrogged Andrade kind of on the pecking order on Raw and and if so, wh- why do you think that is? It's, it's been pretty quick for all that to happen. Yeah. So for me, the main thing with Vince, of course, is like being able to set a story and being a larger than life superstar. And anyone would, you'd have to be blind to not think that Angel Garza has like in your face up to his eyeball charisma. He, he is dripping oh, yeah. with, with charisma. Yeah. I've never known someone to just whip his trousers off 
and and I'm, I'm, how am I so entertained by that? I don't know, yeah. but I am. Um, and he's great in the ring. He put on clinics with Leo Rush in NXT, and he's been great in the main roster. And I think that he has outshone Andrade in the in the charisma stage, which, whether we like them or not, I think appeals more to Vince, right? So it's like, sure. uh, and, and it's not to say it's not important to be a great worker because it is, but if you stack Andrade and uh, Gaza side by side, it's not like, okay, Andrade is probably better in the ring, but Gaza is still great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But then you, you look at charisma and there's a big disparity. And sure. that's not Andrade's fault because the language barrier is still kind of there for him. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Gaza has, has stolen the march. You know, the reason I reported this today, I was just talking to my source last night. You know, we were talking about um, Christian and all things like that. And we were just kind of talking about other stuff. And he, and he, he when he said that, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Vince actually said that. Like that's that's what makes it newsworthy. He actually compared someone yeah. to Eddie Guerrero. That's a huge, huge thing yeah. to do. You know, and just great to, for me to imagine that Vince has Eddie Guerrero as like a bar. That's yeah. great too. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I, I said to him, I'm going to have to run with that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and he said, uh, he, he did say in the same breath that he's called on Andrade, Vince has. But um, I don't really like to report those things. I mean, it's cool. Like, anyone who listens to this, fine. But I mean, I wouldn't like headline something because sure. Vince McMahon call on this superstar. Imagine you're Andrade and you open that up. Yeah, that, 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 that sucks. That suck. <laughs> who, who, who does that news serve? Like, you know, it, it, it might be useful when I'm explaining something that happens later on down the line, maybe. But it, I, I always hate those reports that like preempt stuff like that. I just think it sucks. Like, I didn't like it when Meltzer uh, said that Cedric Alexander was getting buried. Now, granted that Cedric Alexander hasn't got on to have a starring role, really. He's in a right. tag, tag team with Ricochet. Um, but it's not as if. He wasn't really doing much before to then to what he is. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. from what he was doing to what he is now, I wouldn't go yeah. as far as to say he was buried. He just hasn't really risen from his spot. So I feel like like people read that stuff and it's kind of your duty. I'd rather put out positive stuff than negative. That's that's the bottom line. But to circle back to your question, uh, I do think Garda is immensely talented. I'm a very big fan of his. Yes. His, uh, the, the the way he carries himself, like this Lothario, and he has all this brimming confidence who can back it up in the ring. I can dig that. I really can. I think people do too. Oh, I can dig it too because I, I, he has more charisma in his pinky than I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. So I, uh, I just envy, uh, envy guys who have, kind of have that swagger. Uh, I've got to get an AEW question here for the haters who think sure. all Jeremy yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's WWE. Um, when do you see Young Bucks FTR happening? Do you think it could headline all out or are, are they going to milk it all the way there? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it happens before All Out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think something as long in the works as that, I know, and I've, I've spoken to Revival and Young Bucks before, and they are big fans of each other. It's something they've wanted for a long time. Right. It's going to get the platform it deserves. Now, make, you know, bear this in mind with FTR. What they wanted in WWE was a showcase, was to be featured, was for tag team wrestling to be taken seriously. Right. You best believe I haven't gone to AEW about those kind of guarantees about what this match and the significance of working with the Young Bucks would be. I, mean, I believe if it's not main event, it will be like a 30-minute, maybe more, absolute showcase. So be, yeah, best believe that the first time they tear it up, it's going to be big. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was you know, one of three or you know, they, they extend it out from there. But I think they will build the anticipation for that first meeting for sure. It's a money match. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that... 
the thought of them when they first appeared, you knew it was going to happen. But even just that visual of them in the ring together was just kind of surreal because it's been it's it's been building for so long. Just kind of on the internet, <laughs> right? And yeah. Just to kind of have it- and, and I think the thing with AEW as well is that they haven't uh, they've made the right pickups from WWE thus far. Yes. Like, I think the only one who hasn't maybe hasn't hit was Sean Spears. But other than that, uh, you know, Puck sensational obviously it's Incredible. a shame he's got the same he's got the same travel problems at the moment as, as Pete Dunn's I right. to earlier um, so there's a lot going on in terms of now that they've left WWE right so we're looking at Rusev Heath Sater and Zack Ryder and I don't think AEW are actually going to pull the trigger up but they might do on Rusev but I think uh, the revival was a great pickup and Thus far, I don't feel like it's what TNA suffered from at some point where it was just like diluted. Yeah. With anyone who leaves WWE, I feel like AEW has done a, a good job of comprising their roster at the moment. Man, I, ho- I hope they pick up Rusev. I'm a huge Rusev fan. Me too. Uh, Me it was too. just super bummed that they couldn't find the right thing for him. Uh, I feel like Impact just took a st- stab in the dark with that video, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they just kind of put everyone on there, right? And they were just like, Yeah. So I, I actually spoke to it on the PRs and they were like, Yeah, it's got people talking. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, only if you have a payoff, really. Do right. you know what I mean? Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I hope, yeah. For, for their sake, I hope they del- deliver on at least. Some of it. Um, okay. Yeah, someone. Some, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just one. Just at least one. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get you out of here on, on this question. Something I've always been curious about with your coverage is sure. do you sleep? Because sometimes <laughs> I'll see you live tweeting like a Raw or a pay-per-view event uh, knowing full well it's very late where you are in, in the UK or, or or it's early in the morning. Uh, and I know you have kids too. Like, are, are you just the best time manager in the world or no, are you secretly no. like gangrel and a vampire where you don't need sleep <laughs> i mean um so like to, for instance today so so um last i was i, I stay up and cover the, the pay-per-views anyway as like part of the mm-hmm. job so that that's kind of like my shift that i'm on on the sunday or saturday whatever it right. may be last night because i slept till i slept that it was my day off after the pay-per-view the monday so i basically slept like a lot of the day um, so I, I was very awake at night and obviously I heard all this Christian news and I was like, oh, I'm going to stay up and see this. Um, and then after that, I'm laying there and I'm thinking, man, I wish I was asleep. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I had to be up early for work. So that, that's, that sucked. But, um, I guess like kids help in a weird way. Like they've kind of adjusted me sure. and my, my night habits. Uh, you know, they, they're, I've got two girls in a room together and they rarely have a night where it's just nothing. <laughs> Right? No, rarely yeah, yeah rarely that's rarely that serenity so i think that that's kind of played a role if, yeah. <laughs> if anything um it, it sometimes though man it's tiring no doubt um, yeah especially when like so sometimes i'll cover it wasn't that long ago i can't remember what pay-per-view it was it might have been the one between mania but there was a ufc card and a, then a wwe card the next night and it was like so i did those two late and then i think on Woo. tuesday i was back at it on like 9 a.m. and like you're just your sleep patterns just all over the place. It's the same when I come to the states and cover events and then come home, and my missus is like, "Well, the kids are yours now," and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm so tired." <laughs> yeah. So um, it, I think I've just got used to it. It's going to be weird when I don't have to worry about that so so much anymore. But that's the other thing we were talking about earlier of engagement and stuff and Twitter. I feel like if I wake up the next day and tweet about an event, it's not nearly as impactful. Sure. So yeah, uh, you have to kind of take that 
take that into account too. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, the the kids thing again. I, I, we talked about this before we hopped on. I, I completely feel you on it. They're they're like alarm clocks that you never set. They're just because they're so on like a uh, an internal clock that they'll uh they'll get you up no matter how tired you well, are. Uh, yeah. Well, what time does yours get you up in the morning at the moment? Uh, she f- she floats between six and six thirty in the morning. Uh, uh, it's is she able to open her door yet? Oh no, no no she's she's like seventeen months. so she's in the crib so it, once she wakes right. up the only way she can get out is either my wife or I get her so it's you just wake up to a crying baby um, and <laughs> she'll just keep going until one of us gets her so, yeah she won't give up no that's like my, my my eldest it'll be anywhere between half six and seven um, and she'll come into the bedroom and she always wants to get in bed with me and she'll be like Daddy can I go on your phone. And I'm like, yeah, because like, I just want to like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to doze for like another half an hour. Yeah, um, and she like, because she's four, like, so she'll play like Mario Kart on my phone and things like that. Um, and I, I let her have half an hour of that, and I kind of just lay there. I'm like, oh, okay, now we've got to get up. That's the sounds, other one then stirs. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait till uh, she can use my phone uh, and not just yeah. like lock it after don't, failing to unlock it for uh, <laughs> for a, co- after yeah, a couple. Don't, of don't let people tell you it's a bad thing. Like, in, <laughs> yeah. in a, in, in small doses, it's a lifesaver. I'm telling you. Exactly. Those 30 minutes are are actually super, super key for the rest of your day. So uh, this they is really this are. is great parenting tips from you, by the way. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Like today, <laughs> like today um, my, my my partner took my kids out to her mum's because they have like a little swimming pool, and now you can do. So the rules in the UK now are that you can like two houses can mingle. Okay. Two households. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> So when she did that, and it was my lunchtime, you best believe I had a nap. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> I had go. A fiddle on nap. I set my alarm. I said, "I'm having an hour," and that's that. I was yeah. tired. That's 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 super super clutch. Well, Alex, you've been so generous with your time. Uh, thank you so much for for coming on the show. D- tell the people where they can find your work and uh, where they can find you on social. Just uh, the sure. red carpet out for you. It's um it's Alex M underscore Talksport, and you can find that on both Twitter and Instagram. Although my Instagram really is just my kids, so don't probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah bo- it'll be boring for you. Um, but you can hit me up at Twitter. Of course, I've got my show every Sunday in the UK, which is nine to eleven UK time. Uh, we have great guests, uh, great insight. Uh, so it's very, very cool. And of course, TalksportOnline.com. Uh, that would be where you can find my exclusives and my interviews and stories, uh, which seem to have been doing great lately. So very happy. Big Ben, when are you gonna when are you gonna call into my show, man? Oh, d- dude, I I have the Talk Sport app on my phone just to listen to your guys' show. So I I, I got to do it. I I've got to just I just got to call. Like, I, I tell you what we'll do. Like we'll we'll get a Skype. You give me your Skype handle, and we'll call you, and we'll sure. hook it up that way. Done. Uh, absolutely. Consider Book. it done, my friend. Consider it your first booking. Yeah, there you go. I, I really, really appreciate it, man. And uh, again, get some rest. I know it's 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 a little later over there. And thank you again for coming on the show. You're the friggin' best. Anytime, brother. I always love it. All right, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Wow. Uh, fantastic, fantastic chat with our boy, Alex McCarthy, Jeremy's new best friend because they're, uh, they're Lakers fans. But um, look, I... As I said during the interview, if you're not following Alex at this point, do you even watch wrestling? And it's it's so bizarre because he is he's he's so plugged in, he's so knowledgeable. And again, I just love the way that he covers wrestling in general because it's it's with a more positive spin. And like I, I get how people can get 
it, it's easy. I, I guess it's also the internet. People get pissed off at everything, right? But if I mean, we're 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 just like that. We get pissed off about everything too. So it's like, and we we do, but we do try to keep it in like a positive. And we are much more <laughs> of a couple of negative people uh, than than Alex is. But he he, you know, I think he he covers it right down the middle. Uh, does an excellent job. And again, super, super plugged in and in the know with everything in the world of professional wrestling. That's going to be it for uh, for this week. Uh, we'll be back on Friday night. Friday. Uh, probably the episode will be dropping either late Friday night or, or Saturday, depending on uh, SmackDown's happenings and goings. But in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, Please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And as always, if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And our Spotify one people. One or five stars. One, one or five, or stars. five stars. That's it. One or five. Hopefully five. Because one, you're just kind of a miserable miserable person if you're leaving a one-star review on a free podcast. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Can I say if that? If you're leaving a two-star, you're going to get these hands. Yeah. <laughs> one, one hand a star basically uh, if you're and if you're a spotify person hit us hit us with that follow uh we, we know a lot of you are on there as well so we d- we didn't want to exclude our spotify people so follow 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 away yeah and follow us on youtube subscribe to our channel it's two jabronis with the wrestling podcast um follow us on social at two jabronis pod on instagram on, on twitter and in the br app uh we're still going for that for that belt i don't know when we're gonna get that belt but i want it I yes it, it's uh we're we're scoping it out i like to see how people do on the app but um we're just waiting in the wings basically we're we're gonna come we're gonna come in hard one day we're doing one pay-per-view rko out of nowhere just like randy orton and mm-hmm. snag the title and then never let it go so the we're gonna B- cash in that money in the bank sort of except no briefcase so everyone in the br app who's listening you've been warned uh we also love you for listening to the show uh yeah <laughs> so definitely. with that and, with that also make sure you follow oh yeah, us. yeah sorry you can follow me at jeremy a loss you can follow ben at cruise control that's control with the k we are going to put up a twitter poll on thursday for our friday show we're going to let you guys decide what we record about yes what we talk about on friday so we will put up a poll um and then we'll record on friday whatever wins so absolutely a little taboo tuesday shout out (laughs) we're getting everyone involved uh, and we won't fudge the results whatever you pick we will absolutely talk about all right everyone we will see you in a few days in the meantime keep staying home keep staying healthy wash your hands don't be a jabroni and as always black lives matter all right everyone peace later